0: warm welcome to you all hope you'll soundly enjoy our program
1: The Real Britannia podcast, a very British podcast about very British movies, with just a hint of professionalism, and I've got a funny feeling that there is not even going to be a hint in this episode. Regular listeners will know that I have been broadcasting for about eight years now, and I started off on a podcast called Stinking Paws, and with me on and off over those eight years... And my two friends that are joining me today. I'm desperately trying not to laugh because this is about as professional as it ever gets. Hello Charlie, hello. Hello. (laughs) Good afternoon. This is a bit weird for you two, isn't it? (laughs) A sensible podcast. Uh, Might
2: not
3: be by the
1: end.
2: (laughs) I I feel the... uh, Featured presentation that we'll be speaking about today allows us some levity,
1: uh, possibly some swearing, which is which is a bit of a novelty to this podcast as well. True. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to find a bleep button for the fucks and c- that are coming up in the podcast.
2: Uh. <laughs> Maverick,
1: just get it out of the way now. Come on, just get it out of your system. Because, honestly, no, because. <laughs> Stinking Pause is a more relaxed podcast. Sure, it's a, it's a more of a social thing for us, isn't it? When we get together on a Saturday, podcasting seems to be the second thing we do after the drinking and quizzing and stuff like it that. Just generally socialising, getting together, having a bloody lads. good time. Yeah. Mm. Whereas Real Britannia, you know, a little bit more serious, but well, British, well, quintessentially British, exactly. yeah, stiff lip, and see all that. See how it goes. See how it goes. So, British movies, guys. This is what it's all about. Yeah. Any favourites, any favourite British actors, directors, movies? It's a big topic, I'm sorry to throw at you, but for example, Paul, when you had to bring a movie to Stinking Paws recently, you went for Ice Cold in Alex yeah. rather than a Hollywood movie. Yeah, just
3: one of those sort of Saturday, Sunday afternoon films that yeah. BBC Two used to throw on. And yeah, it just reminds me of my youth. Even though 1954, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you must feel quite and also, you honestly,
1: done... I the, the age jokes are always thrown at me yeah. on this show. Don't worry, <laughs> you
3: done one, um, I think with Tony on Hell Driver,
1: Hell Drivers with Stanley Baker, which yes. again
3: is a film that I've seen multiple times, like when I was younger.
1: This is a big thing of this podcast, we always refer to that Sunday matinee or bank holiday movie, yeah. which it, it tends to be the British movie. Charlie anything that sort of stands out I mean probably more recent British stuff for you as well yeah. because you brought British movies to Stinking Paws like Dead Man's Shoes and stuff Dead like Man that Dead
2: Man's Shoes definitely I love um, when I think of British films obviously you get the David Lean stuff you get the you know, the quintessential kind of stiff up the lip uh, John, Mills, play, John yeah. Mills but I love the kind of understated working class kitchen sink yeah. stuff based Ooh. on Based on having read a lot of the like Alan Sillitoe and uh, David Storey yeah. kind of literature, but then um, stuff like *Kneel by Mouth*. Oh, that was a great Just, in, just an horrific actually. Yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> I just like an incredible kind of slice of life mm. that you don't necessarily see represented yeah. in the John Mills Al- kind. Almost of. like
3: a fly on the wall sort yeah. of. Yeah documentary it could
2: have been couldn't it to me that is what Britain is as opposed to trying to project a version of Britain onto the world which a lot Mm. of the kind of David Lean and John Mills stuff does not slagging it at all because it's brilliant but it, it it substantiates that stereotype of what Britishness is rather than what it might actually be, mm-hmm, I think. Yeah,
1: big fan of, like, Ken Loach, Mike Lee, that sort huge of thing. Huge fan, yeah. yeah,
2: huge fan, because I think that's the kind of offspring of the kitchen sink era, isn't it? And so they're well over exactly. that. Well, well, the Ken Loach thing, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and Mike Lee, he tries to kind of represent everyday life in things like Life is Sweet and... One of my favourite
1: movies. Great, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
2: Some, I mean, some of it's a bit of a caricature, but it's still brilliantly acted and well-written, so...
1: How do we stand on carry-on movies, guys? Or
3: see, I was I was brought up in them, same era as you, yeah. so love them.
1: Um, do you watch them at all now?
3: Occasionally, there... they don't put so many on anymore because of the old PC, PC. brigade. Yep. Um, same with Norman Wisdom, like liked all his. So films. you've been following the fact yeah. that we've been doing all these yeah, series yeah. that
1: we're running through at the moment. I mean, the biggest series is you know James Bond as well. We we were talking a bit off air, Charlie, weren't we? Is it, it surpassed that Britishness with being the international movies and what defines a British movie? You know, it's very difficult sometimes to actually. That's
2: what I mean. Like, do you do you say that a British film should be about cobbled sort of midland and northern streets mm. where people are just surviving and earning very little money, and or is it about the kind of you know what? more maybe American audiences might associate with Britishness or the kind of Remains of the Day kind of... Yeah, the Downton Abbey type sort of thing, isn't it? I mean, I'm not a huge fan
3: of period dramas like that. Going back to like the regionalised movies like uh, Rita Sue and Bob 2, which is a great film, and Gregory's Girl and things like that, it's it's regionalising because... Even though we're a small country, there's so much diversity between, like the north and the south, and Scotland yeah. and England, yeah. and
2: especially when it goes back to a time where you couldn't get a job on television if you had a regional accent. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you yeah. had to speak yeah. that. The Queen's sort of, English, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. This, this is this like is one your of insult. our podcasting
3: pals, Adam, <laughs> and his broadcasting voice.
1: He doesn't talk like that normally. We, we know that. so that's all a ploy, ladies and gents. He so actually you sounds know? like
2: Stanley Holloway. Yeah.
1: But <laughs> But even then, you talking about, say, Rita, Sue and Bob 2, Gregory's girl, and that. Do you remember that 80s era when Film 4 was My really... beautiful yeah. laundrette. Yeah. And it was an exciting time. There's a mm. revival almost, wasn't it, yeah. in the, in the yeah. British movie industry? This is
3: England, which is. Superb!
1: That's coming up very soon. We're going to be Shane doing Meadows. that with Tom. Brilliant. Yeah, it's not just you know when we first started this podcast initially we thought oh it's all going to be John Mills, yeah. Richard Attenborough, David Niven, yeah war movies like yeah, you know yeah. stiff up yeah. you know stiff upper lip all that like we said and then there'll be a Carry On movie in there and there'll be a James Bond and all but as we're going through we're finding that there is just so much more to British mm. movies and it's it's surprising as well that. I don't think there are many podcasts out there that cover strictly British movies. There's a lot of Hollywood stuff, there's a lot of Mm -mm. new release stuff, and there's a lot of classic movies. But I think we've got an untapped well here of thousands and thousands of potential movies that we could go into. That's
3: it. It's not not until you truly look into it and you realise there's such a diverse mix of Mm -hmm. films there. And, yeah, if you go back to the 60s, they are generally... Of the same ilk. But as Ooh, it develops. again,
1: no. Again, we yeah. found, yeah. What would you say, like, the typical 60s British movie is? Oh, in, like,
2: Flint. Yeah.
1: Well, see, that's American, isn't it? Because is it's it? Dean Martin. Oh, well, I
2: thought it was um, Michael York.
1: Michael <coughs> York.
2: It's not easy in Austin Powers and yeah. talk about it. No, <laughs> but 60s, um, so I'd, I'd go for, like,
3: your, your John Mills and your David Nivens and your changes
2: yeah. in that era I think mm. that's yeah. when the kitchen sink and the, the, the it's
1: the tail end of that going into the grittier stuff you've got the bonds actually bang at their peak mm. in the 60s it was the golden age of the carry-ons
2: when they were actually good the Well, the carry-ons films. or the bond films, films yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah and there was a lot of other stuff going on like things like Oliver in the 60s and the musical side of things mm. as well i, I think but
2: of like saturday night sunday morning yeah so the, you're sort going of the long distance yeah up, uh Sporting Life yep. Room at the Top Billy Liar that's when they start no, no. it's representations of people on on screen who just didn't get that kind of acknowledgement before them, uh, be but then low. we're
1: still cracking out the old historical stuff like Tom Jones won Best Picture in the 60s Man for all seasons that's not unusual <laughs> I knew he'd pick up on that <laughs> mm. but yeah the 60s totally varied totally varied Decade. But all the decades are. This is what we're finding. Mm. It's your, your preconceptions of what British movies are all about have been
3: Cliff Richard.
1: No, we are hoping to do Summer Holiday with the guys um, from the Britpop movies of a certain well, age podcast. You never
2: know what's waiting in the shadows. Oh, there we go. Yeah.
1: See, this is why I brought you two on. Huh? Sure. Really? Yeah. Make me look good. <laughs> <laughs> British movies. There's a whole variety of genres and and different types of movies that we could talk about. When I invited you onto the show a couple of weeks ago, who actually selected this movie? That'd be
2: me. That would be you, Paul. Perfect choice. It's
1: Absolutely. a British. It's a British movie
2: through and through.
3: Definitely a British movie. Yeah.
2: Which doesn't necessarily take place in Britain in, for most no. for most but of the it, movie, it, yeah. but it is a very British. To do in terms of the the Mm. subject matter, to move out to wherever it is in Spain. Spain, Spain It's Sexy Beast. It was 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play the trailer.
1: We'll be back after this.
0: One Man's Castle, One Man's Woman. One man's heaven is another man's reason to raise hell. Meet Don Logan. Cigarette. What? This? No, I'm not going to put it out. Are you definitely retired? Yeah, retired. What? You're needed in London this Friday. It's a bit sudden, isn't it? It's not sudden. Preparation, preparation, preparation. Just say my name for me. Now! When I think of all the birds you could have had, you had to pick a dirty DD. I
2: love her with all my heart. You're the problem, you Dr. White. Onkin jam-rag, spunk, bubba. Your middle name, I'm grateful, or what? And she got nothing to you say. She's gonna stand there like Porky Pig. I'd be on your wife's skirt, your ex-porn star's wife's skirt. Am I happy? Here? I'm gonna let you be happy. wash should I? Do
0: what Don wants. Who's do behind this teddy Bess Mr. Black Magic himself. he hurt you. Do what Don says. Are you saying no? No. Look, what are you saying? I'm just gonna have to turn this opportunity down. Now you're just gonna have to turn this opportunity yes. Because Don, do the job. No, Doc. Yes. No. Doesn't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Do it. And I've said no. No. Yes! 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 No! I know you love me because I feel strong. Ray Winston. Ben Kingsley. Stum, stum, call stone. stum. Stone, stone. Ian McShane. Sexy Beast. Back off, I'm beautiful. There's a bit of a beast. In everyone,
1: there we go. Sexy Beast released in the UK, year 2000. As we said, starring Ray Winston, Ben Kingsley, Ian McShane, Amanda Redmond, James Fox, Kevin Kevill, Julianne White, and the plot. Ex villain Dove, played by Ray Winston, has served his time behind bars and is blissfully retired to a Spanish villa paradise with a wife he adores. But the idol is shattered by the arrival of his nemesis, Don Logan, played by Ben Kingsley, who is intent on persuading Gal to return to London for one last big job. Desperate not to sacrifice his enchanted existence, Dove is drawn into a shocking and explosive battle of wills with Logan, risking everything to protect the woman he loves. That's not quite right, is it? I think is it um,
3: sort of touches on it, but it's not quite the plot, is it? Yeah, I know. I'm not
2: just too much away. <laughs> that's that's probably good for a synopsis though, if you're looking at a film for the first time you don't mm. want too much. A film reviews. of two
1: halves as well, definitely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Without yeah, question. Very much yeah. so. Shall I, is yeah.
1: this into a secret? Yes. First time I've watched it. Rarely. Oh Oh, Charlie. Well, I'd seen it up to the point where Ben Kingsley gets off the plane. After having the argument and all that, you know, the the sort of about 30 minutes, 40 minutes. That must have
2: been insane not knowing what happened after that though. it was a
1: t- it was like watching a brand new movie
2: this morning yeah, it was absolutely
1: oh. fantastic and i know you like that sort of feeling charlie you feel like you're jealous aren't you when somebody's watching a movie for the first time yeah that you adore
2: I, yeah i never take the piss out of someone for not having seen a film yeah. i love i i envy them mm. exactly it's like, yeah. what do you mean you've never seen that <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, yeah please watch it Fair. because
1: you're in for a train yeah. sort of thing yeah, yeah. and and absolutely adored it and i don't know why i've never gone back to it. you know, I always said you I had these like these wilderness years didn't i in the late 90s early 2000s and that was one of the ones that passed me by and i just only ever saw the first 30 40 minutes of it so wow that whole second half mm. where all hell breaks loose <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then I, I
2: i think what strikes me about that is that i think there aren't many films with a more tantalising opening open forty minutes, really. I know, just, and why
1: did I not carry on? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I,
3: I got interrupted watching it this time. Um, I was watching it Thursday night, and one of my mates invited me on Xbox. So I was like, "Okay, I'll go back to the film yeah. tomorrow," sort of thing. I came off Xbox at like half midnight, and went back to the film <laughs> for the last hour of the film at
2: like half past twelve in the morning. Because I just wanted to see it yeah. out. Well, I was saying to you off air in, in relation to sort of running time, some films, this was an example of where I was able to watch the first hour uninterrupted and mm. I was amazed that an hour had passed. Mm. Yeah. It was that gripping. Mm. And I'd seen it before, but it's been a very long time. Yeah, same here, yeah.
3: I just found it so... It it's darkly humorous. Very dark. <laughs> yeah. But and menacing and, and you just feel so on edge for them.
1: Do you know what I found the most menacing? It wasn't Gandhi. It was <laughs> it, was, <laughs> was it Lovejoy? <laughs> yes. Oh. Ian McShane, who knows what's going on and he knows that he's being lied to. Mm. I mean, we're jumping the gun here. A, 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 I can't even a speak. Lot. We're jumping the gun here a lot, but it was Ian McShane was the one that surprised me in this because I knew what I was going to get from Ben Kingsley
2: because
1: mm. I'd seen that first thirty, forty minutes.
2: Yeah, and I think you know, as for all of um, Don Logan's kind of insanity, he doesn't possess the same, as you say, the level of knowledge and intelligence and calculation that. Uh, what's his name, uh, Mister Black Magic, oh, Ian McShane? Yeah, has. Yeah. It's yeah. it's the what it, in a scene what allows more tension to occur is when a character knows something that the other character doesn't but doesn't play that card, and yeah. that's what McShane does brilliantly mm. in those those few scenes before the heist. I whereas, know you know I know. Sort exactly. Of the, yeah, whereas <laughs> Don Logan's slightly different. It is menacing and it is tense, but. You know, you know that the explosion is going to occur.
1: It's unpredictable short man syndrome, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, we've seen that character a thousand times but in real life as well, guys. I, I thought, we, you know?
3: I mean, Ben Kingsley throughout is superb, mm. but when he's yeah. staying the night and everyone's gone to bed and he's having a shave in front of the mirror, yeah, and you suddenly see the schizophrenic yeah. side of him yeah. come yeah. out. And he's talking to himself in a mirror, and he's
2: actually having an argument with himself.
3: Mm-hmm. No, no, don't do that, mate. And it's like I felt an girl. element of
2: sympathy there as well because yeah. he's actually trying not to to have the kind of for the to reach that kind of temperature. Yeah, because he's like, he's
3: got that slightly caring side because he does care about the the woman, Jackie Big Tits, Jackie. <laughs> Jackie Big Tits, yeah. a little. <laughs> Apart from he doesn't care for the finger up the arse. <laughs> <laughs>
1: one of the best lines in the whole <laughs> it's, it's, it's peppered with things like that isn't it this whole movie these, that, these little lines
2: that's a really interesting thing to pick up on not necessarily that <laughs> <laughs> you know when, when um, Gao's there in the kitchen the morning after after he sort of burst into their room yeah. and attacked him mm. I know that uh, Don has mentioned to Gao in the bar about Jackie yeah. mm. but it is isn't. there
1: something else because he says I know why you're
2: here well no he's just that's why he said that's ah. what he says mm-hmm. he says we well, know I know that's not the only reason it's not about me you've mm-hmm. come here because you're in love with Jackie yeah. but it isn't until Gao actually announces that that you realise that's why he's there generally before that I think Don's there because he wants him to because he's, rec- he's a recruiter for the underworld and he wants him yeah. to participate in this job but it's mm-hmm. not until then that you've really it comes to light that if Jackie wasn't involved in this scenario he wouldn't have bothered coming over to Spain and I think that's that's yeah. really interesting to me because that's probably the most courageous thing that he does by acknowledging it because that's when he really flips the fact that he's been rumbled for it yeah yeah
1: mm. Yeah, that makes sense, because, yeah, he, he could have sent anybody over or... Absolutely unnecessary. Could have been a phone call, not it? Because there's a the phone call to the, the other couple anyway, saying we had a phone call from him last night.
2: Notice how he, you know, not just from a power struggle point of view, but he insists on sitting in the passenger seat next to her, H she's sitting in the back, that yeah. kind of thing. Clearly very desperate to either snatch her away or to just be in her company, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah.
2: One of the lines I picked up on, and it...
3: It says here in one of the quotes that Ben Kingsley, Don Logan says, quite frankly, your attitude appals me. It's not what you're saying. It's all this stuff you're not saying. The insinuendos. Insinuendos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like, that's brilliant. It's a bit Dellboy, Boy, isn't it? It's... <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> what are you incinerating? That's yeah. another one. That's yeah. <laughs>
2: I think I used to do it on the podcast when I used to say this is a really good mediation on something when I went a meditation. Mediation, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really good med mediation, mediation. on where it is to be a filmmaker or something. <laughs> you
1: <stat alike>. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this one of the things I was going to ask both of you though is, I think the the most famous thing about the film is probably Ben Kingsley's performance. Um, if you if you extract just... that from the film, do you still have something there? Could anybody else have done it?
3: I think other people could have done it, but Ben Kingsley—he's not a big, he's not a big man. <laughs> <laughs> but he's out of
1: shape. Yeah, another film completely good. <laughs>
3: um, but he is just so frighteningly menacing with his performance. It, you would be
2: scared if someone like that came up to you. I don't care how. I've they, met people like that. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. met people like that, and a lot, uh, I mean, I've met people from that background who are a lot more charming. Mm. So they yeah. diffuse it by being charming, and they work a room, and actually, they make you think the polar opposite of what they are. Yeah. But with him, the insinuation or the incineration, mm. <laughs> <Insinuendo. laughs> of what of what he's capable of is there from from the offset, isn't it? Well,
1: oh, you see the yeah. fear in the faces. We yeah, had yeah. a phone call last night. Like, <laughs> yeah. it completely you know, fucking ruins that meal, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> and it's like well who is this guy because we haven't met him at this point and it's like well who is and then it's like how bad
2: can he be yeah and then and
1: then when you see him and he's doing the Bob Hoskins walk through the airport like in Long Long Good Friday Friday. and he's like he's just this little guy this little weedy little you know wiry bald headed little but whereas Bob Hoskins when he walked through the airport in Long Good Friday that was like he meant he's also not Isn't particularly
2: right? elegant in the way that a lot of on-screen villains are yes he's he's got a suit on but he's got you know the fact that he's got short, short sleet sleet. shirt and <laughs> it's like yes he's wearing the suitable attire but he's not that bothered about it mm. did you like,
1: notice he, he was standing up in a lot of situations as well where everybody mm. was always relaxed yeah. too
2: fully charged he was fully yeah,
1: yeah exactly he was so pumped yeah. up it was wired, you know, yeah. it was just, like, standing, and it looked even more uncomfortable. Definitely. Like you said, it was like the beige trousers, the, the shorts that looked like somebody that worked at Curry's, you know, <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> They're <But, I've> always menacing. I a fucking TV for me. You know, the polished shoes, all that sort of stuff. You know, whereas, like, Ray Winston sitting by the pool, open neck to iron shirt, all this, like, yeah. he's, he's there. A bit like um, Michael Douglas in Falling Down, almost. Exactly. You know that? That... Uh, just
2: yeah, uh, angular sort of yeah, and yeah,
1: pent up anger.
2: But I think you know. that the difference between the two of them and, and maybe even some of the other villains in the film is like uh, Ray Winston wanted to do this work because he wants the trappings of that success of the mm-hmm. the old hacienda in Spain, the beautiful wife, the, the ability, retirement, yeah, the retirement, is, the, yeah. the swimming pool, to lounge in the sun every and day, a small rock in it. Yeah,
1: exactly yeah,
2: yeah even even though as he says oh, I'm so fucking hot <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm sweating have got on but it's like when, when Don turns up and he's like cajoling him to do the job he mentions to him like oh you're only in for 2% it's not about the money with us is it mm. it's about the fuck offness of it it's about the buzz it's in charge of no. it so you've got you've got someone who's who's potentially risking years of their life for involvement in these crimes who isn't even doing it for the money Damn. it's literally you know that's when you know someone's a psychopath not yeah, because want no want financial the, not because it, they yeah. want the gaff in Spain and that because they want the yeah. 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 yeah 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 and I mean
3: he only got £10 for the job in the end didn't
1: he that was great well, <laughs> I'll, I'll give, give fucking you a
2: great
3: scene. yeah but when, a he says,
1: when he says I'll give you a tenner I'm thinking oh ten grand,' and you know he's probably pocketed them earrings anyway <laughs> as well at this yeah. point yeah and then when he goes I've only got 20s have you got change it's like Ian McShane, you're a fucking legend. Mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Ian McShane because of the whole love, love, joy thing has sort of like stained people's like memories of him. I think
2: I don't think he's one of our finest. But then, of...
1: yeah, but then you go back to some of the '60s stuff, you know, because yeah.
2: he was in performance and, and he was, and, yeah, and, and he's, like, he's in a, the John Wick movies, as course. Well. In
1: the John Wick movies, again, he's sort of like but don't hold that against you, exactly. Maybe. He's redeemed <laughs> himself. And Deadwood was bloody great that's
2: the greatest TV series ever
1: so Ian McShane is the perfect choice to play a gangland boss I think in this particular situation it really worked
2: it worked perfectly one thing I was going to ask you especially given that it was a first time watch as as such yeah yeah. so certainly at this point it would have been so you get the scene where Amanda Redmond leaves the villa with the shotgun and then it just cuts to the yeah. cab pulling outside the grove now. Yeah. Was, yeah. That, was that slightly strange? So
1: straight away, my, my instant thought was, he's still alive at this point, and yeah. they have both gone back together. Yeah. And then, of course, like the edge of the seat thing, it's like, hang on a minute, because we're getting oh. the little flashbacks and the little indications that something ain't gone as my brain is telling me it's gone. And to me... That was an excellent piece of filmmaking, an excellent piece of storytelling. Yeah,
3: yeah. Because you don't know.
1: No, and it's not. It's not like saying, "Oh, it's done in flashback," because it's not. Because all at the same time as well, you've got this thing running through the guy in the fucking rabbit suit.
3: Oh, That's a bit Donny Darko. Yeah, as as well <laughs> Donny like, Darko, <laughs>
1: and, and you could see what that is, you know, because he's having fevered dreams of the rabbit coming back to shoot him initially, you know, when they're going yeah. out hunting at the beginning. But then, at the end... It's oh, brilliant. Yeah. You
3: the know, pool boy with his fucking musket or whatever it yeah, was.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was great. And the, and the gun braces. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's got the cowboy gun. That's like, he's a cowboy gun. Yeah. He had a Winchester, <laughs> didn't he? He tried to reload repeat, it. Though, yeah. <laughs> but for me, as I say, it's, it is a film of two halves, but there is no real sort of division. And, and as I think you said off-air, Charlie... Any other film that has a heist in it, the heist would be the focus of the movie. Yeah. And the heist is completely secondary to anything that's gone before and anything yeah. that comes after.
3: Yeah, as as we said earlier, you could have quite easily not done that bit of the movie. It could have been mentioned at some point. Yeah. yeah, you could have just said he went back and done it and then still had the important bits. Yes,
1: but then the clever bit is between the heist, you know, watching what's going on, and again, what a bloody great height underwater, going through like yeah. a, all of that. You're getting these indications of what's that actually what's actually happened to Don. Yeah, superb, absolutely brilliant, absolutely fantastic way of telling a story. I think
2: the only reason you saw that much of the heist or any of it at all, in fact, was it was trying to give you another example of our Ian McShane's character who is one step ahead of everybody. Yeah, so he leaves. Uh, James Fox's um, safety deposit place, that mm. sounds wrong doesn't it, <laughs> well, given what's <laughs> happened, I, uh, <laughs> well. so he, and he's walking, I think it he looks like Holborn to me, it looks like somewhere like yeah, Kingsway, it's then. very much central London, and it, yeah. uh, it's like he walks past the, the steam baths, doesn't yeah. even no, look it's at it, it's a Victoria Colonnade. Colonnade, it's Victoria
1: Colonnade, so yeah. it must be somewhere around... Bloomsbury, round but, okay, that way possibly enough, might, but enough. I don't know, we'll have to have a look.
2: But it's like the fact that he walks past the steam baths, doesn't even look at them, but already registers they're there, and it's at that moment he realises how they're going to actually pull the heist off. Yeah, And it's it's another example of how he's one step ahead of everybody and could already suss what's happened to Don.
1: And with a clever bit of editing as well, did you notice that it froze as yeah, the steam bath sign flashed? Yeah. So it yeah. highlighted Because it
2: they'd walked
3: past it. Before, yes. hadn't they? Yeah. And I was thinking, I actually God, thought, because you're
1: going to think the same as I. Luke. I actually thought,
3: steam bath in, in central London? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so,
2: though. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's going to be like a Turkish bath. Yeah. Or something yeah. You're right, Turkish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the worst when you turn up with a group of people and the mate's already there by himself. Oh, Jesus. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> But again, that's an example of the clever storytelling. Yeah. It's it's with, with no words or whatever. It's just bang, you've got it straight away. No, just no, like visually, no. no but it, <laughs> it's but like...
3: saying that it wasn't complicated, but it was so enthralling all the way through. Yeah, you saying about the two halves, but mm. it, but it, it, it's seamless as well. Yeah, isn't it? It, it went perfectly it. into the second bit where it got more violent and it got more active.
1: Because that that first thirty forty minutes could have been done on stage
3: yeah because absolutely. there's
1: very few characters and it's a lot of talking it's, it's it doesn't need the visuals i mean the boulder obviously would be the, the, that's, the that, that look, did look great in this stage. No, no, <laughs> that was a lot of polystyrene yeah <laughs> but you know that first bit because it is character driven and dialogue driven mm. Could have been adapted from a stage play that first Absolutely. thirty, forty. Minutes, might
2: probably. that might have been its original that's kind I of oh, yeah. that's until I they went back to London, yeah. you've yeah. got six characters. Mm. That, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. Well I mean everyone else in, in the the highest is purely kind of yeah. peripheral. Yeah. 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 A lot of laughing going on for no apparently. is the did you
1: notice what's his face? Eddie somebody that was in absolute beginners. Did you notice him? As one of the guys, oh, I've never, I've never seen that. Have you not seen beginning? it? Yeah, so I've I read think novel. Of his novel. Yeah, yeah, he was in it. Um But there wasn't any other famous faces in that in that particular group, you know. So.
2: No, and I, I think you know the budget must have taken a bit of a hit with the uh, uh, initial set in and the location yeah. work, yeah, location work, yeah. and things like that, and getting Ben Kingsley on board and things. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I'll I'm imagine. wondering
3: if he. Budget was more on the actors than the locations. Yeah, because I mean, any villa in Spain would have done, wouldn't
1: it? I wonder if Ben Kingsley said, "No, go on, I, I want to play." Be interested wanna to play that out. character. Well,
2: it's it, it's weird that you know someone who achieved what he had done even a couple of decades before, yeah, has produced one of his career-defining performances in what is essentially a a fairly modestly budgeted British film. I think it might have been film four again. We it talked was about it was film four, yeah. Was film it four, was film yeah. Four. But I think Fox Searchlight Pictures also had a hand yeah, in it as well. That makes sense.
3: Budget yeah. four point three million dollars, which is nothing in nineteen ninety nine. No, no, absolutely. And I mean, it only made ten million at the box office. But what would yeah?
2: But what would the distribution of that yeah. be like, That's yeah. probably an exceptional return given how yeah. many cinemas it would have been shown in.
1: Yeah, because I can't imagine it would have been. You know, like, you you know, you see a Film 4 production or a BBC Films production, yeah. they get that limited run, don't they, in the cinemas, because the intention is it's going to be screened at Christmas or whatever. Often
2: they it? only get the, the extended run because it gets such good critical reception from reviewers after yeah. as well, and they that's why... present it at Cannes or whatever. Well, don't well they, this is what just, happened with I, Daniel Blake as well. You yeah, know. well, that went on to win the awards, Walls. Exactly, yeah. mm. and it was only because of that initial kind of success... Um, critically that it was then shown at mainstream sort of chain cinemas but yeah it's i think it what this film does really well is it kind of proves my theory about what makes a good film in the sense of I say all you need it's easier said than done all you need is great performances and good storytelling doesn't matter about how intricate the plot is and whether the plot's been done before whether it's reinventing the wheel if you get those two aspects right yeah everything else falls into place. And it does those two things brilliantly. Yeah, because you could write that
3: as a short story that will last about 10 minutes or so, if you really wanted to, if you just chop it down. Um, But the way it was acted was just crazy good. Yeah.
2: Um, The casting especially was superb on that. And that's the other thing, isn't it? I think like if you could have made this film with the same plot, same storyline, virtually the same script but with lesser actors, mm-hmm. it would fall into that kind of straight to DVD, Craig Fairbrass yeah. sort yeah. of Definitely,
1: that. yeah. Yeah. Have you have you seen that recent lot about um we still kill the same way and we, yeah, st- we still be in all, ogle, the being same all one, of those oh. gods. Yeah. I don't I don't even want to see them I mean, no. after
2: time it is probably just a bit of fucking money laundering anyway, do you know oh. what I mean? Some <laughs> villain put in there. <laughs> yeah. I thought you meant actually the people making the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, you know, it's it's that kind of cynical, straight to DVD thing. It's yeah. not concerned. I'm not even having a go at it because they're not concerned about mm. being like considered exceptional films because they know there's an audience for them. Yeah. But this is doing something that's very familiar to us and very unoriginal. But the point is that it does it in a very sort of exceptional way the storytelling like we said
1: when when, when I found out what was going on in that second half I'm like that is a bloody great way of telling me and we know
3: like especially Scott and I that in the Mm. 80s and early 90s Spain was the number one destination (laughs) Costa del Crime, for any any crooks to Get away, but not be too far from home sort of thing. Yeah. And get away with it all. You can
2: still get a full English breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah about three quid. Yeah, steak and chips and things like that. That's but sick. I'm having the calamari. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that's an excellent movie. Absolutely. I,
3: I really enjoyed it. I think it's possibly only my second, maybe third watch.
2: Only the second time from that. Yeah. My,
3: oh, yeah. Well, okay. I, I think it's got to be 15 years since I've seen it. I totally enjoyed every minute of it.
2: Just very lean as well, like it didn't feel like there was anything in the film that was superfluous or no, didn't no need to be there, yeah. Yeah.
3: You gotta mention the pool boy, who Charlie and I mentioned earlier off air that was a little bit homoerotic.
1: Well, did you think there was something else going on? Yeah, there was always I'd, that
2: underlying I, of... I didn't with with well, maybe but um, I felt it was more erotic when he was pointing the gun at Don Logan, and he was sort of like, it uh, just felt like it didn't matter that he was a young boy; mm. he would have treated him the same that he would have done oh, yeah, to anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. points a gun at me, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was that was sinister. How dare um, you? <laughs> d- d- we were talking about the ending as well, and that little, that's just the, great. the
1: final thirty seconds, it's just bit. great. Yeah.
2: But I also thought they missed a trip because I'm glad they didn't end it like that but I feel that the contrast between the opening scene of him being on the sun lounger and yeah. lapping it up and like yeah. loving life how good would it have been if the final shot was him just standing under the Westway at a bus stop in rainy London like the, the Difference between those two things, <laughs> yeah. Would have been perfect, I think.
1: Well, that I noticed that when he pulls up at the Grosvenor hotel, he's pissing down the road, Yeah, basically. well, he says,
2: doesn't he? You know, do you miss England? Of course, I don't. The place is a dump, yeah. And not that I agree with him, but he's saying, you know, every c- talking around with a long face moaning, yeah, it's always pissing down, it's grimy, it's yeah. grey. I just would have loved if the opening shots him on a sun lounger and the last one's him in, <laughs> un, literally under the Westway, pissing down with rain at a bus stop at all weather yeah, time in the miserable. Yeah, yeah. But, even yeah. But having shown you that he did yeah. sneak the earrings out of yeah. the highest yeah. yeah. as well. So it's, yeah. not a, it's not a downtrodden ending, it's just the no. mix of the opening and the closing shot would have been but, great, I think.
3: But that last, the actual ending where he's lying back on his sun lounger and he hears Don still speaking... And he says, no, you were right, Don. Technically speaking, you were right. Yeah. But you're dead. Just shut up. Just shut up. He looks,
1: looks down <laughs> into the water. But also, when you think about it, there's the untold, sort of the unending story. Because Ian McShane tells him in the car, as he tells him to get out, he says, I'll come and visit one day. Or Yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh my God! It's like you owe me a favour, almost. Here. Yeah, I've he, let you, he knows I've, exactly let you get, what's gone on. Yeah, I've let you get away with that. So, yeah, it's almost like your mind sort of thing, isn't it?
2: But then I think there's always the implied thing of, you know, we saw what happened with the Hatton Gardens incident. Yeah. Just because you pull off the heist initially doesn't mean that you're going to get away, get with, away it. with it. So in. Yeah. So him not getting any kind of financial benefit from having participated in it, and the tenor's obviously an insult. Yeah. It's like, well, if you're not financially benefiting from it, you still might have to pay the consequences as well. So there's that hanging over gal yeah. and all, I think. Yeah.
1: That's very clever. Very clever. Even the whole setup, even like the boulder at the beginning, then then becomes something else because <laughs> yeah like... he
3: sort of stands there after it's dropped into the pool, right? It's still the got the fuck? fan going or, <laughs> but, yeah,
1: but even then it's like you know it's like the consequences of that at the beginning yeah.
2: lead to that, lead to hang on a minute we've got a way out of But of it's, it's a metaphor it's, isn't it the bolt yeah. is a metaphor mm-hmm. for Don like you can be loving life and in, out of nowhere something can yeah. turn up and nearly fucking kill but also kill it's them. like what do you say
3: if you see a gun in the first scene that's Chekhov's, that's Chekhov's, gun. Gun. Chekhov's gun Yeah, gun yeah. yeah and that's it that rock fell for a reason because they had to get the pool it. which gave yeah. them an excuse to bury the body underneath the tiles yeah,
2: yeah. brilliant yeah and they perfect. didn't they didn't overcook that did no. they either no. Like, perfect no I, it's a random
1: act at the beginning totally random yeah
3: yeah and you think it's just some slightly humorous sort of start to the film but that they use actually it, had oh, meaning because you get splashed
2: by the poles. So. Yeah. 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 yeah, They, they that, use yes. it to their
1: advantage, and it's yeah, excellent storytelling all the way through.
2: This, as I say, it's a very clever way of doing something that isn't particularly revolutionary. Mm. Yeah, but it's more important to do something well than it is to do something in a in a unique or a clever sort of you know. No, i say You there don't have no. to read. Sorry. Yeah, there, there was no
3: super effects, there was yeah. no fantastic car chases or anything like that, or the heist wasn't even anything, cinematography-wise, mm-hmm. wasn't fantastic or anything, but the sum of the parts yeah, yeah. was fantastic.
2: Well, we spoke about a filmmaker that I, I'm not going to mention him. On this because he's not British and I always <laughs> mention him anyway but That's we spoke about of him, of him of early of so Tarantino I'm sorry mm, yeah. to always bring him up but Tarantino is another case in point of someone who takes things that have been done before st- plots that are not always convoluted or, or plots that have been done by other filmmakers yeah. and writers and it's not about it's not about what happens it's about just doing that well and that's what this reminds me of it's Mm. you know Mm. you can take this heist trope that's existed for decades you can take like the the lunatic villain it doesn't matter if it's unoriginal as long as you execute it with a bit of quality
1: well I'll tell you what was nice this ain't Far after things like Lockstock, right? Which well, is like
2: liter- of- the four. same year, I yeah. think. Is it the is it same year? year? 99 was yeah, yeah. oh, Lockstock. Oh, right, cause yeah. I think it was a little bit earlier. Maybe 98?
1: Yeah, yeah. I well, I, I, but what I liked is that there was no influence from Lockstock on this movie. It's its no. own movie in its own right.
2: It's. I watch Guy Ritchie films sometimes and I wince at the dialogue and um, mm. how hard it tries. It <laughs> tries to be English for an a foreign origin, is not it? It tries to convey a cockney sort of way of speaking by someone who went to public school, to <laughs> yeah. be honest. You, but, mentioned, yes.
1: you mentioned this earlier when we were chatting. The, the perfect example of the dialogue in this is the very last sequence <laughs> where H is talking about the haircut.
0: Look, with this pill they're saying, you take it and that's it. The hair don't grow, you don't go bald, it stays the same. You had the haircut once, in whatever style you want, and he stays like that for the rest of your natural life. It's completely revolutionary.
2: And uh, what if you get fed up with your style, you Burke?
0: Oh. Well, that's where the antidote comes in, doesn't oh. it, smart horse? The whole process is reversible. You just take a different pill. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to happen in the next couple of years, but it will happen. Oh, it's definitely coming. Hairdressers are shitting themselves. (laughs) Will you please shut up? No, they did a test with three monkeys, right? Gave them all a Beatles style haircut. Now, they've been
1: living with that cut for the past two years. And apparently, they're very happy with it. (laughs) Have we had conversations like that with mates before? Right? Oh, there's
2: always something <laughs> yeah, in the public totally, bullshit yeah. like that. But does it just to gauge your reaction and see if they can wind you up? But I like it as well because it showed that you could worry whether that Jackie's just with him because he's probably made a bit of money. For, but clearly, he's laughter into beds, and yeah, I thought yeah. that was that was nice. Like yeah, that, it showed evident, that there was yeah. substance yeah. To that relationship. And also, he's sort of. I think he sort of
3: knew that there'd been something between Jackie and Don. Like and Don's trying to tell it on his deathbed yeah. as some new revelation to fuck I up think, their I relationship. Think, I think, think
2: Gow knows that D D yeah. was probably in Paul knows, like off like being filmed yeah. off the old Kent Road. But the fact of the matter <laughs> is, is that he says, I love her with all my heart. Yeah. And that's yeah. what matters and yeah. she clearly loves him as well. Yeah. But there isn't a greater lion in it. <laughs> than, <laughs> in, the ending of a film the hairdressers are shitting themselves yes. <laughs> it was just a bit about the monkeys with Beatles
1: haircuts
2: three, three, they got three monkeys right and they give them they give them Beatles cuts and apparently they're quite happy quite happy <laughs>
1: <laughs> see that perfect ending to the perfect thing? honestly I, I loved this absolutely loved it um, you've just put your entry on letterbox. what did you put four and a half four and a half mm. let's go at five stars we don't often do the star rating but
2: I'd
3: I'd be with Charlie if not half, if not yeah. to a five. I'm yeah. a
2: five with him. Yeah.
1: Absolutely superb I
2: can see myself watching it again very <laughs> Very, very soon. <laughs> yeah, I'd and, forgotten how good it was. And do you know
1: what I think is a good movie that the three of us could watch together because I oh, think it's yeah. one of them yeah not audience participation movies, but you appreciate more with three of you laughing yeah. together and taking parts. Yeah. 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 Absolutely.
2: F- excellent choice, Paul. Thank you Thank very you.
1: much, mate. Let's see if Charlie's is equally as excellent because I'm going to invite you two back. Let's really?
2: Take... After that,
1: we <laughs> <laughs> take a break. We'll be back after this. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I mean, it's you, been a pleasure. You've been part of the Stinking Paws for eight years, the pair of you on and off. Welcome to the dark
2: side. You know, it's just. I thought this was the more sort of nuanced. Yeah. It's, it's,
3: I, I
1: thought Stinking Paws was the dark side. Don't <laughs> <laughs> get much darker than no, that. That's true,
2: actually. <laughs> well, wait Wait until you hear what I've changed, mate. <laughs> oh, I've
1: dear. I've got a, got a bit of an idea. He did flash something at me earlier, Paul. <laughs> who, uh, <laughs> you can um, rinse your eyes out. <laughs> If it is what I think it is, we're in for a treat. Um, okay. Sorry, as you chose sexy beast this time, I'm going to ask Charlie for on your return mm. to bring a film to the table, British if possible. <laughs> <laughs> that would help. What you got for no, us? We've mate? gone British. We've gone British. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, one of the finest directors this nation has ever produced, as we said, mm-hmm. Michael Powell. On his own. Yep, yeah, and mm-hmm. it potentially ruined his career I think this film even though mm-hmm. it, it holds up it's 1960 British psychological horror thriller mm-hmm. okay Peeping Tom
1: okay Paul's not aware of that movie by the no, reaction but the, the
3: fact that it's a psychological no, horror don't forget thriller. the horror thing Forget. no the, no cause... it just makes me think Peeping Tom that's going to be dark
1: isn't it yeah it was released the same year as Psycho Charlie wasn't it and it's they're always sort of compared
2: together.
1: Mm. It's a completely different movie to Psycho in a lot of different respects.
2: I'd say it actually, believe it or not, caused more outrage I than think Psycho. it did.
1: And I think you watching it will go, they got away with this in 1960. Mm. It, because it's a very mature, modern movie. I'm not going to say any more than that. I haven't seen it okay. for a little while. But I will... Uh look forward to it sort of you're not a big <laughs> fan of the horrors are you as well no, which but is big... I, I,
3: out and out horrors I don't mind yeah. I don't mind psychological or thrillers or anything like that
1: that's fine I think there's a lot in this for Paul to get his teeth into is that an insult no 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 not at all Never. <laughs> Tom there's a lot in it for you mate <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've found a perfect movie for this, us, this so. might be this
2: might be the most provocative film British film that we could have chosen from that era by some distance.
1: I think so. I mean, we did Lolita recently, mm. Which version. The 1962 version oh, with James Peter Sellers Mason. and James Mason. James, really. Mason. James Mason.
3: James Mason. Yes. Is it hurt? Does he...
1: no, the no.
2: The remake was Jeremy Irons. Irons Humbert yeah. Humbert. Humbert
1: Humbert. Humber, Humber. Yes.
2: Vladimir Nabokov.
1: Don't stand so close to me.
2: He does mention it in the lyrics to that, doesn't he? Yeah.
1: Book by Nabokov. Yes. Yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> as we said, thank you guys for being here uh, as part of the Real Britannia. We've been doing this for four years, so it was about time you two turned up. Yeah. Sure. Well,
3: first time we've been bloody invited. That's why. Well, apart
1: from that. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Take care. I'll see you soon.
3: Cheers. Bye.
2: Blech. Ah, a positive
0: shot. Goodbye, Austin. Goodbye. Good luck. Thank you.
1: end up sir I'm sick of paint. <laughs>